Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. This is the day we've been waiting for. What day? It's Friday. Yay! Yeah. It's been a long week. So, looking forward to the weekend? No, we're just trying to get turned. We are getting turned. I didn't realize we were trying to get turned. Whatever. I can do turned. About to show these boys how we do it. You ready? This is exciting. Friday is for everybody. Come on, buddy. It's showtime. Happy motherfucking Friday. We're going to get turnt Let's this get weekend. Turnt. I didn't. I don't know if people still say it. Do they say that? They never did. That was another one of those stupid. <laughs> they. T- I mean, some people did, but I think they typed it out more than said it. I feel like people would type it like, get turnt. I don't think I ever heard a lot of people say that. Well, you, we've done it now. It's uh, heading into a turnt kind of weekend, everybody. It's uh, Friday the 25th of March. Thank you for downloading this episode of After 9. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. And thank you, by the way, to everybody who reached out after yesterday's episode. I'll be honest with you. I was surprised. I watch a lot of news throughout the day, but I like international news, some Canadian news, Mm -hmm. and I flip around. And I can see what the international media is saying about Canada and about our prime minister watching some of the foreign channels. But a lot of people are reaching out to us saying thank you for being Canadian media that actually played some of those European Union members of Parliament. If you missed that yesterday, go back and give yesterday's pod a listen to because there was... uh, there were some really pointed comments there for the prime minister. And, and when you compare what the prime minister said when he addressed European Parliament, he basically, and this was pointed out by the Toronto Sun, uh, warned all of those European politicians to avoid politicians acting just like Justin's acting. It's kind of funny, but uh, we appreciate the notes and the feedback anytime you have it. So reach out anytime. Easiest way is to leave us a voicemail or you can slide into our DMs. If you want to leave a voicemail, here is the number. 519-772-4443. Smugglers ferried an SUV with almost 650 pounds of marijuana across the river that separates Texas from Mexico. Wow. In a failed smuggling attempt. They used an old school Chevy Trailblazer to cross the Rio Grande. (laughs) (laughs) on a makeshift barge that they created in brownsville texas they these smugglers are just fucking next level cat the way that they will just with no regard for their own personal health just jam a big bag of drugs up their ass that sort of stuff is just magic to me and for every time we hear about it though we all realize that there's a couple of situations that have slid by without any without even being known that's the reason why you hear about these. They don't get caught every single time. But sometimes you, you slip up in one way or another. You walk funny. Or, or maybe you just open the door of a vehicle at the wrong time. Well, your ass smells like weed. That's yeah, weird. Uh, we should do a more thorough check. Well, they used a trailer and an empty, and empty 55-gallon barrels as flotation devices. And they pulled this SUV across the river using ropes. They got it to the other side and thought... Hell yeah, we've got $519,000 worth of drugs in the car. Let's go. Let's get into America and start selling. And that's when the border agents spotted them. So the guys that smuggled this Chevy Trailblazer full of drugs across the river, then all dove back in the river to get back to Mexico where the U.S. forces couldn't arrest them. So they got the drugs, just not the drug dealers. But I am just... 
It never ceases to amaze me what people will do to try and get drugs and other contraband into other countries and stuff like that. Having said that, there is a lot of places in America that don't have legalized weed. So I'm sure there's Canadians going across the border every day, bringing some with them. What I don't understand is why we can't bring any back. For example, if you cross into Michigan, Mm -hmm. they have legalized weed in Michigan. Maybe they've got some cool shit that we don't even have here. But you're not allowed to bring it back. Not allowed to, yeah. I don't understand why. What's the problem? Well, and it's strange because you can't even ship it. You can't even ship it. So, for example, here's an example of what you can't even do here in Canada. My, I wanted to give as a gift to someone in a different province some edibles. I know that they're into edibles. I can't ship here to there. I can't be like, hey, uh, you know, Ontario Cannabis Store, it's legal there too. Can I ship it? No, in province only. Okay, cool. So then I'll go to the Alberta store and I'm of age and all the other things and you can ship online and she's of an age. So she'd be the one who would be asked for identification at the door. You can't do that still. I have to be a resident of the province and it has to be delivered in the province, which just doesn't make sense to me. They got cool shit over there we can't get at. We have cool shit here. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I've never understood why everything like that has to be so territorial. Either way, if there's someone willing to buy it and the taxes are being paid on it, and that was the whole point of legalization, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. I also don't understand why we can't get half the wine that they have in America up here in Ontario. I get that Doug loves his monopoly on the LCBO and booze sales. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we should have as much variety and choice as we want. It makes no sense to restrict us to only what's available at the LCBO or the OCS. Open it up. Let's deregulate. Fuck it. Let's make it a big free-for-all of drugs getting mailed back and forth across Canada. (laughs) Open it up. (laughs) Let it in. Speaking of... uh, Ontario government services. Uh-huh. I had to go to Service Ontario last night. No. I know. I realized, though, that since I moved, I haven't updated the driver's license or the health card address. So I get it. Service Ontario is never not busy. But I went to one in Burlington yesterday on Fairview, walked in at five after six. There was nobody there. There was a whole staff sitting there just waiting for someone to walk in the door. I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) It's because license plate stickers are done. (laughs) I guess. But while I was there, it was amazing because there were people coming in behind me that were like, I'm here for my sticker. And they were like, shut up. We don't do that anymore. Shut up. And they were like, what do you mean you don't do that anymore? And they were like debit card in hand, ready to pay their fee that just had not heard that. You don't have to pay for your sticker anymore. It is possible, I suppose. You know, you get the letter in advance. They like to warn you nice and early that you're going to be due at your birthday, like several months away. It is quite possible some of those people got the letter that say need it for March or April that received their letter before the announcement was made and just didn't pay attention to the news cycle. But that's what boggles my mind is like, who doesn't pay attention to everything? Like you figure, okay, if you're not on social, you might not have seen it there. Could you have heard it on the radio? Could you have seen it on television? Could you have heard people around you talk about it? Like are these people who are living like in a cave somewhere? I never understand why when there's big news stories or big things happening where you live, you seriously have no idea it's happening. It boggles my mind. Uh, it wasn't even one person. There was multiple wow. people that went in ready to drop down 120 bucks to get a sticker. It was crazy. Those uh, checks apparently started going out 
They oh. said April, but apparently they, they've started coming this week. I'm going to check my mailbox when I get home. Well, we're less than 10 weeks from the election. They've oh. got to get those checks out. You best get me my money. <laughs> like, I'm waiting on my money. I, mine's good till 2023. So I'm owed a lot of money. You bought in advance I for two years. Inv- I did. Plus, you paid for the last two? Yes, I did. Oh, you're getting almost 600 bucks. I need my money. Yeah, because I'm very, this is what, you know, you feel like, okay, I, I'm, I'm organized. I'm an organized person. If I can pay in advance for anything, I usually do if I can manage it, of course. So that's one of the ones that I don't want to have to go on my birthday to service Ontario or even go online and pay things on my birthday. It's not a fun birthday gift. We've been down this road. No. So I just do in advance. That way I don't have to worry about it the next year. So I did that like a sucker and I'm owed many monies now. Let's fucking go, Doug. It's funny, actually, when someone owes you money, and I've been in that situation, Cat gets all very money. <laughs> like, it's not, hey, do you have that money? It's, do you have my money? You got, you got, I just changed my attitude completely. Mm-hmm. Like, where's my money? Yeah, she's got a nine mil in her purse, and she's just getting <laughs> ready to, just to fuck somebody up. Uh, you get me my money. You get me my money. But when I was listening to these people that had no idea that you no longer have to pay for a sticker in Ontario. I I was thinking to myself, what more does the government have to do to get the message out? Because clearly there's people who did not get the message. These are people who apparently do not have social media, do not listen to the radio, Mm -hmm. do not watch television, and didn't get, if there ever was, any correspondence from the government. But if that's the case, it kind of explains why there's so many people that are so behind on the latest COVID news. You can thumb through anything that the health minister puts out and there's going to be people losing their shit that we've dropped the vax passports and stuff like that. These are people that clearly haven't heard any COVID news since before yeah. Christmas that you can still spread the virus whether you're vaxxed or not. Yeah, I mean, and a couple things when it comes to COVID news, I know there's some people who purposely go away from it. They're not watching the news for that reason. They don't want to hear about it. So the way that their mind is, is whatever I knew before I stopped listening to it is what is. But in all fairness, it changes so quickly. Like it can escalate and and de-escalate very quickly as we've learned over the past little while. So for some people, maybe it'd be harder to keep track of that. I'm sure there's some people who, you're right, they probably went out into the world and walked into a, I don't know, whatever the hell, a shopper's drug mart and went, Hey, they're not wearing a mask. Like, yeah, that's what that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we have moved on. Yeah. By the way, yesterday, Dr. Isaac Bogosh, one of the uh, Internet celebrities and TV celebrities from COVID said it's official. When you look at the wastewater data and you look at the tests that are coming back and you use the formula that Dr. Kieran Moore came up with that eh, whatever we say it is, it's roughly 10 times higher than that. We're getting close to between 25 and 30,000 new cases a day using that formula. We're in the middle of a new wave, Kat. A new wave has begun in Ontario. And I think that we, like, I feel like I know, it's funny how that doesn't scare me because I feel like I know that. I know that there's a lot of people getting sick, particularly maybe um, ones that uh, are doing things that they never did before, right? And maybe going without masks, maybe it has nothing to do with that. But there's stuff going around. There always is this time of year, though. Like, there always is. Whether it's COVID or flu or, or cold, and I know they're all very different, different viruses circulate at different times of year. But I feel like that's just, that's just a part of life. Now, and we need to get used to COVID being one of the things. Um, as long as there's not a new strain that's going to kill everybody, 
I'm just glad that we're we're continuing on here. Have the people that really want to wear masks figured out that they can still wear masks without requiring the rest of us? Have they figured that out yet? Or are they still beating the drum that everybody has to wear a mask because they're more comfortable wearing one? No, I think that I haven't seen a lot of that. At least that's not what I've seen. I've seen a lot of people wear it if they want. I just had a conversation a couple of days ago with someone who's like, yeah, you know, like for me, um, I'll probably... like a dental hygienist would wear one every single day, for example, but in their workplace, it's not like that, but they still feel more comfortable in their workplace because they see customers all the time and they feel more comfortable just wearing a mask. It's not even mandated at their work. So I think everyone's going to come to their own conclusion and nobody seems to be, I haven't seen a lot of anger toward other people and I hope we don't. I uh, yesterday went to Walmart, no mask. I didn't wear one yesterday and I was pleasantly surprised. It seemed like a very good mix of both staff and, and customers, some wearing masks, some not wearing masks, and that's fine. Oh, so Walmart will allow their employees to not wear a mask? Is well, that right? That's funny because I was wondering the same thing. Is that a policy that it's optional or do the staff have to? And this staff member just wasn't. But yeah. I saw people without wearing without masks and it was good. It, it felt fairly normal for me to just walk into the store. Now, I get that there's people who think it feels normal to walk in with a mask. And if that's you, fine, go right ahead. Either way, they can say we're in a new wave, but there's nothing in the hospitalization numbers that's of any concern right now. And let's get back to where we were, everybody. Doesn't matter if there's a wave. Doesn't matter if there's 30,000 cases, 50,000 cases, 100,000 cases. You only watch the hospital numbers. And Doug there insists that he spent the last two years bolstering hospital capacity. So I'm going to take him at his word and trust that he's actually done that. If you're waiting for the next big lockdown, it's not coming. It's not happening this time. No. They'll have a hell of a time trying to convince people to put masks back on. In the fall, if there's a serious wave then, Mm -hmm. and we're not even having the conversation until then, shutting down between now and then is not an option. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, for the people trying to champion a lockdown and stuff on social. I don't understand. Go ahead and lock yourself down. I I just can't imagine begging the government to restrict you. it, It makes no sense whatsoever to me, but there are people out there that are being real loud about it. Let's get to a couple other things here. I thought that we'd known all there is to know about Florida. We've all been there. We've all walked the beaches of Florida. You'd think that with the millions upon millions of people that go there every month, we'd covered every inch of it. Not so. A Florida treasure hunter. One of those really cool guys who walks around with a metal detector. I know you see those guys on the beach and you're all jealous. Like, ah, how do I get to be that cool? (laughs) His name is Craig. He was wandering the beach. It was on the golf side using his metal detector when it went off. Ooh, this is a really loud one here. Oh, and it's vibrating too. This must be big. He had to dig down about four feet. Whoa. And lo and behold, he found an honest-to-God 1700s cannonball. Cannonball. It did contain unexploded powder. Some asshole pirate who had bad aim fired a cannonball at Florida. It landed on the beach, and after many, many years, it ended up about four feet under the sand. But this was an honest-to-God cannonball with powder in it that could make it blow just sitting there on the beach. 
That's crazy. Is it going to be like, uh, what happens in this case? Does the guy get to keep it? Does he want to keep it? Does he give it to a museum? Do we care to go to a museum to look at a cannonball? I have many questions. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if it says. Like, I don't know if a cannonball, if you were like, hey, cat, let's go to the cannonball museum. I'd be like, fuck that. That sounds boring. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the authorities are going to confiscate that just in case sure. this guy also figures out how to make a cannon. <laughs> What are the odds that this guy's like, well, I happen to be a cannon maker. <laughs> That's cool. You know what, though? When I see, I got to say, when I see those people on the beach with metal detectors, and you see it anytime, like you could go to Wasaga Beach and you're going to see someone with a metal detector. And now and again, it might happen where they pass you by and they leave people alone. But there is like a, there is a lot of shit that gets left behind. And uh, people who leave jewelry behind, for example, or a bracelet falls off your wrist, you know, you may not see it in the sand. You might have not even realize you lost it. I could imagine the amount of like, really good possessions that over time the sand does cover up. So I think some people, people wouldn't do it if it wasn't worth it for them. You know what I mean? So I think people, maybe they do it just solely as a hobby, but people can actually like make some money off it. But you're wandering around the beach for a long time looking like a weirdo. In just a sec, I'm going to get your take on a story that involves infidelity with a twist. First, um, in Ohio, Police are calling it another abuse of the 911 system. The Euclid Police Department received a call on Tuesday from a woman who told dispatch she didn't get enough chicken in the KFC drive-thru. What? She says she paid for an eight-piece and only received four pieces of chicken. The quote, I only got four pieces of chicken and I want my chicken. So the dispatcher told the woman that this problem here is a civil matter that should be discussed with the store manager. Instead, this woman doubled down. She said, fuck no, I need the cops here. I'm getting ripped off and you guys are supposed to help people that are being robbed. So get here now. So 911 actually dispatched cops to go and deal with this lady who didn't get as much oh, chicken as she says she paid for. What a for. shitty call to have to get. Like, oh, do I seriously have to go there? They say they lectured the woman about the proper use of the 911 system mm-hmm. and that they typically do not respond to non-emergency calls. But they did try to mediate a settlement between the store and the woman. Did the woman try to, did, does it even say, if the woman tried to just talk to the person who handed her the chicken and say, hey, you didn't give me enough chicken? There was a brief exchange in the drive through I don't know if it got escalated all the way up to the store manager level, though. <laughs> I, it boggles my mind that people like that, though, can drive a car. Like, you seriously think that that's a good use of the 911 operating system because you're la- lacking chicken? Like, don't get me wrong, that's bad. But do what normal people do. Throw it all over social media and make them look bad that way. If they really did, do what you say they did. I need evidence because I'm skeptical on all those sure. things. It seems like everybody's trying to con somebody. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to stop you from putting an accusation out there against McDonald's or Popeye's or KFC yeah. or whatever. I want to see exactly what you got from the window. Then I want to see your receipt. Then I want to compare your receipt to your debit purchase so that all the information is known. And then we will make a determination about whether or not you actually asked for eight. You paid for eight, but only got four. But see, that's what the cops probably had to do. Like, what a fucking day for them. What a Whoever waste of time, showed right? up, Like, oh, okay, give me the receipt. Give me the thing. This is not what I signed up for. But what were the cops going to do, even if this woman is right, even if she ordered eight pieces, she paid for eight pieces, but only got four pieces. 
Were the cops going to go in there and say, hand over more, make her some fucking chicken? I think so. I mean, I think that would be, and I don't think that any chicken establishment out there would say no to a cop who was saying, this is clearly what you did. But here's the other part. Dealing with like someone who's a little loony is one thing. And I understand like at some points, maybe you feel like it's a dangerous situation. Who knows? But in most cases, if someone's going to sit there and complain, I find that it's way easier for that establishment to just be like, here, take a couple pieces of chicken. Get the fuck out of my face. Mm -hmm. Like most of them will end up doing that if it gets to that managerial level, perhaps. (laughs) I don't know. But I I don't think it's worth it. Like it's not worth your time and your headache to if it's just if they're arguing about like a shake that's missing or they they usually will be like, oh, my God, just give it to them, even if they didn't actually order it and they think they did. Unless they're a real dick. Because if they're a real dick, if you're really stirring it up, I might just out of spite say, nope. Yeah. See, and that might be the case here. Here's four chicken nuggets. You didn't specify what kind of chicken you wanted. Fuck off. Yeah. That might be a good way to handle it. That might have been what happened here. That's like lighting a powder keg is what that's doing. That's just asking for trouble if you do that. Hey, by the way, this is off topic. I don't know much about the restaurant industry. I know that when McDonald's, for example, makes a burger that they sell for $4.99, their cost on that is very, very little. Sure. They buy in bulk. It's kind of questionable what that beef is anyway. We're not talking about Cobb's buns or anything like that. These are McDonald's buns. It doesn't cost them a ton to make that burger. But chicken is chicken, and chicken is never not inexpensive. I mean, when they have to hand over four extra pieces of chicken, I wonder how much that costs them. That's true. Because, you know, you can go into Farm Boy, for example, and get a whole chicken for twelve ninety nine. Would it really have cost them, essentially, the whole chicken to make it up to this lady? I don't know if it would or wouldn't, but either way, chicken seems underpriced in most restaurants. And I, I find that a little concerning, to be perfectly honest with you. I know. You. Maybe we shouldn't ask too many questions. In this one, the woman's name is Bridget. And it's sad, but... Her husband of 10 years passed away. He uh, was dealing with a a couple of personal demons and he took his own life. So the reason I bring this story up is because of the twist. And I'm curious to know what side of this you would land on. She knew that her husband was having an affair. She knew her husband had a mistress. After... Her husband died. She decided she was going to reach out to the mistress and let him know that he's gone or let her know that he's gone. Okay. And the mistress was obviously in shock. I believe the quote was, fuck, I can't believe this. Natural reaction when you get surprising news like that. First off, the mistress wanted to know if she could come to the burial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, The whole family's there. They had two kids together. Can you, as the widower, the wife, with your two kids in tow, go there and and have a, a formal send-off for your now deceased husband, knowing his mistress is in the back? I tell her to do the things that you see in movies, where the creepy person that knows the person but nobody else wants them to know is way in the background, like the funeral is happening, but they're like way back behind an oak tree, like <laughs> peeking out with binoculars. Like I'm like, that's you. You know what? I understand you knew him and you're going to grieve in your own way. If that's part of your grieving process, here's your binocs. Go hatch back there, my dear. 
So does it say whether or not she said yes? She flat out said no. She said no. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine most people would say no. Here's the other part of this. I think most people would say no too, but I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling there's probably people out there who would say he's gone. She wants to say or to pay her last respects. Fine. She can come. Don't talk to me, but she can come. Well, Sure. And there's something to when you think about what a funeral is, this is where you you get a lot of arguments, family arguments in particular, is that a lot of people assume it's what they want. It's about them and not about the deceased. But when you really think about it, the whole thing is supposed to be for the deceased. What would they actually want? Who would they actually want there? And sure, they're not alive. So some people would argue, oh, they're dead. Who cares? But if it really is about him and what he would want, this mistress was a part of his life and whether or not how long she knew that for, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their own personal business, but it's quite possible that he would have wanted her to be there. And I'm mm. not sure if the wife, the widow would have considered that or not, or went fuck that because this is a family affair only. And that would be fair too. Don't get me wrong, but there should be more emphasis on in these, in these particular situations. And that's why you have so many fights about, you know, if someone doesn't leave behind a will properly or they do leave behind a will and it's not what you expected. There's always fights after death. If nothing is like set in stone, no matter what, but you never really, a lot of people don't think about the dead person. They always think about themselves. And maybe that's the case here is that maybe there's a compromise is what I'm saying. Like, oh, I understand. You don't want her to be in front of your kids and your kids going, who is that? You know, you don't want uh, uncles and aunts or something being like, who's this person? Right. And then they find out. But maybe there's is some, like, a, I don't know, binoculars behind an oak tree. It sounds like a good fucking compromise to me. <laughs> like, you can watch from there, bitch, but you ain't in this circle. Right. See, one thing that I feel like uh, cheating men really, really want is for mistress and wife to not cross paths. The fact that they would end up crossing paths at his funeral, that's a weird one. I, I don't know whether or not he would or wouldn't have wanted her there, but there's one more twist to this story. She asked if she could go to the burial. Wife said no. The wife also refused to tell her where he's buried. So the mistress is quite upset. She does at some point want to go and pay her respects and visit his grave. The wife won't even tell her where he is buried. Okay. Oh, wow. So no, cause that would be another compromise for me is like, you know what? We're going to do our thing. No, you can't. You can grieve afterwards, but you won't not even telling her the location. I mean, tough one, right? It, it's tough, but I think there's a lot of people listening. I, I, I don't think that I would have a popular opinion on it as some people listening who would say, fuck that. I totally agree with her. Don't give a location Let her. but she's, she may be able to figure it out for herself anyway. She's going to, how do you not find a way with a person that you've, been again we don't know the full story here like obviously widow knows about mistress how and when did that happen did you know about it for a few years but you just left it alone because you thought forget it was that a part of the reason why he took his own life i mean there's a lot of questions here sure i agree with you um <laughs> when people and i don't mean like famous celebrities that happen to have an OnlyFans. I mean, just regular girl next door starts an OnlyFans, wants to put some nudes up and make a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Do you believe those ones when they claim things like they make $50,000 a month? I think some people can. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we've heard of it. So I just believe it based off of like hearing it so many times and, and particular people for certain things they do. On OnlyFans, not just, hey, here's my boobs, because you can probably see that anywhere. It's certain things that they do uh, surrounding that, you know? 
This woman is claiming she makes $50,000 a month. Her name is Jess. She is a giantess. Teasing and pleasing her followers by pretending on OnlyFans to be a sexy giant. <laughs> I've heard it all now. I think so too, I've right? Heard it all. Uh, she is a sexy giant who can shove one of her followers full body right into her mouth or squish them between her butt cheeks or between her 38 triple D breasts. She says, the men like the thrill of me looking huge and them feeling tiny and the uncertainty of what I'll do next. (laughs) Okay. She's Canadian. She's from Alberta. Oh. 3,000 fans on OnlyFans. She says, some people want to fantasize about being stomped on or sat on, but sometimes they want to be picked up and teased and then crushed again, specifically between my butt cheeks or breasts. She says she initially joined OnlyFans in 2020 to make a little bit of extra cash. She left her warehouse job to do that. But her success as an online seductress skyrocketed when she began exploring rare sexual kinks like macrophilia, which is a fascination or sexual attraction to giant people. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, so what is she, did she just film up and pretend? Rawr! Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm the big giant. I'm going to squish you in my bum. Is she producing videos for this? Yeah. She's basically like, so are they, like, I I would love to see what one of these looks like because I'm very curious. I, is I. There's a guy pretending he's like, ah, don't crush me with your ass. And then it <laughs> happens. And then like he watches that and jacks off later. Like I'm really confused. <laughs> I have to think that this is what they meant when they said the metaverse. Someday you will be able to be squished by an Alberta woman's tits. You could have your meeting right there in her brassiere. Let's get squished in her tits and talk about the latest fiscal. Now, I am not a Steven Spielberg of any type, but I do know that there's certain camera angles that can make you look a little bigger than you are. But there's still no way some guy is going to be watching her do her thing and and think she's like 30 feet tall. She could fit me in her whole mouth and eat me like a cracker. Dude, it's so weird. Like I teach their own. And if you're not hurting anybody, you know, in life, I like to think of it this way. I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to hate on you. I'll pass you by if you're not hurting anyone. And this isn't hurting anyone. But man, that's fucked up. It's really weird, it's, right? Like, it's just, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, what happened as a child? Did you like? What, Did you have like what? really tall parents? Uh, Is this like a like a really messed up daddy issue or something like that? Uh, so three thousand fans, but that'll equal fifty grand 50. a month. It's a lot to do with the tips. Right, a lot of times, right, right. if you want to get a response back from them, they'll only respond if you throw them a tip. Now, I don't know how much you have to tip them or why you'd be that intent on getting a reply. But either way, I mean, there's something accessible about OnlyFans. The accessibility is neat in that you can watch all the Pornhub you want, and I'm sure it'll get the job done for you. But they're never going to tell you about the story. You can watch that little threesome video, but you can't ask the actors and actresses right. in the video, hey, what was that like? Whereas on OnlyFans, you can. And you, you can request things. It's not like you can be like, hey, I'm going to pause this video and be like, could you actually do this over here? 
You can be like, hey, OnlyFans person, here's a tip. Could you do this over here next video? And they will because you're giving them direct money. I have to think they, that that's legit. I mean, if she's got 3,000 followers just, and I don't know how much they pay a month to feel small or to feel like, oh, fuck, she might step on me and squish me like a bug. I just I don't get it. But she's making a lot of money off of people that are clearly willing to watch her do her porn thing and suspend disbelief and make themselves convinced that they're little and she's huge. It's 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 a strange one for me. It's up there with like the girl that acts like a puppy and people love it. Uh, I don't you know, it's up there with that. I, I'll never understand it. But um, good for you. I mean, you found a way to make some dough off of that strange thing. Very strange thing. Uh, you've got a lot of teacher friends. How are they holding mm-hmm. up? It's been a hell of a year, right? So far, so good. Like mixed bag, but so far, so good. I mean, it, absolutely, you're right. It has been a hell of a year. And that said, of course, they're starting to feel that exhaustion. Like the March break came just in time because that always happens, right? You kind of go, 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 and then you get the Christmas break. And then you go, 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 and then you get the March break. And I think they're a little more refreshed looking forwards to the summer. But with the masks thing specifically, I've for the most part, I, I see a lot of people staying positive. I want to play this for you because we have all at some point reached our breaking point at work. We have all had, even if you didn't do it publicly, maybe you just went to the bathroom or the stock room and had a meltdown. (laughs) A teacher has resigned after he had enough. It was all caught on video. This is from North Carolina. This is a teacher with one of the best teacher rants I have ever heard. Listen to this. Does anyone else want to try my authority? Because I am done playing with you idiots. I am here because I want to be here. I somewhat enjoy this job. You need something from me. I need nothing from you. And if you don't like my language, I don't give a Get out now. I'm not. Get out now. I need ask a question. Get your stuff and get out. Put your phone away. No, oh. You want your hole. Get out. You have no right. You have no right to have me. You have no right to have me. Try me. Try me. Whoa. My favorite part of that. I'm going to play just the beginning again because it's fuck. Did I ever laugh when I heard this for the first time this morning? One more time. Does anyone else want to try my authority? Because I am I'm done playing with you idiots. It's not even that far. Listen to this. I am here because I want to be here. I somewhat enjoy this job. I somewhat (laughs) enjoy this job. (laughs) It's tolerable to get to the pension, okay? I somewhat like being here every now and again when you people are being idiots. Oh gosh, you know there's so many things to this and this I I actually tend like tend to feel bad for the teacher. Really? Just cuz when I look at you, when I I've, I've been in many as, as all of us have, we've been in many classrooms as students before. And maybe some people listening are teachers. But we've been at least in in many classrooms as students. And there have been days where I felt horrible for my teacher. Especially once you get towards those high school years, because there's some real fucking idiots in those classes. And you can't say it because you're a professional. You can't sit there in the middle of class and be like, thanks, 
fucking idiot for walking in here late and being disrespectful, like tucking your shirt or whatever it is. Like I went to a Catholic school, so it was usually about the uniform just, and that's fine. We all did our own things. But then there was people who flat out would swear in the middle of class and the teachers would be like, okay, it's not worth my time to like deal with this. And I'd feel bad because they're just trying to do their job. And a lot of them were good, like fine teachers, nothing wrong with them. And I'd feel bad. It's a job that I don't think I could ever, ever do. So I have so much respect for people who can I mean, you're supposed to keep professional, but when you, when you have kids who are probably, this is why I side with the teacher, because you probably are dealing with some idiots. You probably are. Now, there is, of course, flip the script. There are some teachers that shouldn't be teachers. Right. First and foremost, who don't even understand how to teach. And I've had those teachers before, too, where I've wanted to be like, you're an idiot. Like, don't talk, don't talk down to people. They don't help you when you ask for help. Uh, just absolute atrocious people who should never, ever, ever, ever teach. So I see both sides of it. I don't know which side this guy is on. We don't know. But I am kind of surprised we don't hear about this more often. Me too. That yeah. was my thought on this. There's ki- Kids have been being assholes in school for since the beginning of time. Sure. Everybody has a breaking point. The fact that most teachers never reach that point says a lot about their professionalism, which is great. But when they do snap, I'm not surprised at all. And this guy took a page right out of his student's playbook, right at the end. That's the thing that kids do, right? They want to keep, keep cry, uh, talking over you. They'll keep yelling over top of you. You yell, they'll yell louder. The teacher threw it right back at him, and these kids sounded like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do now. That's my move. I just yell louder than them. And now he's yelling louder than me. I feel like this this happened. This used to happen more so, but because of everybody's got a camera phone on them, and you're not supposed to use them in most classrooms, but everybody has one on them, so you're gonna hear about it now and again. But I remember even in elementary school, I had a teacher that got so frustrated. I think he was dealing with his own personal problems. But when you're young, you don't understand it. And I feel like it was grade five or six. He got so angry at one point. He was trying to write something out, and he got frustrated. And, and a kid in the class, who was, just, who was a shithead, absolutely, but a kid in the class kept making fun of him because he wasn't able to draw something that he wanted to draw on the board. He kept erasing it. And yes, this is chalk eraser days back in grade school. He fucking threw a chalk brush at the kid. Really? Yeah. Did he hit him? He, I don't think he hit him. I think he hit, like, the desk, but it was toward the kid. And I remember the whole class being like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and he walked out and never came back. Amazing. He took a leave. And I don't know what the leave was. Like, I don't know if it was like, I need a mental leave or if the principal was like, you're leaving for a while. But he never ended up coming back to the school. And it was like a mystery. Like, we don't even know. I still to this day don't know what happened to that guy. I'm going to guess with what I know about the current contract situation. He's probably still on leave and probably still getting paid. (laughs) Maybe. What did you think of Haley Bieber's uh, attempt at reinventing Pizza toast. Pizza toast. Okay, so, and when you say pizza toast, I've seen, I've seen similar. And sometimes when you run out of supplies, you go with what you got. So making pizza on a pizza toast, huh, kind of easy, right? I will say that Haley's, um, which, uh, which people shared, obviously, because anything Haley Bieber posts is going to go viral. What she shared actually was a step above. It wasn't as lazy as I thought. When you say pizza toast, I think you slap down maybe some squeezable pizza sauce on a pizza toast, (laughs) some shredded cheese of some sort, maybe a couple pepperoni slices or peppers or something. You pop it in the oven. Hers was actually legit. Yeah, I'm going to tell you how she did this. It's a TikTok video that she actually posted weeks ago. It's uh, sourdough bread that she used, and she butters each side. Then she adds truffle oil. Then... She toasts that slice 
on a grill until it's golden brown. Then she adds burrata. Then she tops it off with tomatoes. She dresses it in olive oil, lemon, and salt. Then she'll pour a few more drops of truffle oil and bake the pizza toast in a 375-degree oven. When it comes out of the oven, she grates some Parmesan on there. She'll spoon some warm marinara over the toast, add a little oregano and some red pepper flakes. She's making a meal. That's pretty damn good. I get that she didn't make pizza dough and roll out the pizza dough and make a traditional pizza, but she didn't really need to in this case. And I think using sourdough the way she did it probably tasted delicious. Here's the problem. Now... They're calling pizza toast a viral trend because people are trying to do what Haley did or they're making their own pizza toast. Keep in mind, there's an entire generation that's probably never had pizza toast. I feel like it was something that used to be popular like back in the 90s and 2000s. Real simple thing after school, right? You just, "Ah, I'm going to make some pizza toast. Right. As gross as that is. But some kids today have never had the opportunity and they're fucking it up. Some of these videos that I've seen just this morning They will butter a piece of like Wonder Bread, (laughs) squirt some, I don't even know if that was marinara. That may even have been ketchup that they sprayed (laughs) on there. No pepperoni, no problem. Let's cut up a hot dog. No, that's a Dollar Tree version is what that is. Do we not have any burrata? Do we not have any Parmesan? No problem. We've got sliced American cheese. Mmm. How awful does that sound? You ate a piece of bread that you didn't even butter. You put sliced American cheese and hot dog on it (laughs) and ketchup was the base. And you called it a pizza. The wiener is where I've got the biggest problem out of all of that. But that's gross. I I mean, okay. It's one uh, thing to be lazy. It's one thing to be lazy about the lazy meal that you're making. What's next? Ramen with no noodles? Fuck. (laughs) My kids like the English muffin style pizza. We do that. That's good for kids, though. It's not bad. They're it's little. easy, right? You yeah. can do that They're nice simple, though, right? Like, kids are simple and they want simple. But when you're talking about, like, a full-grown adult slapping down some Wonder Bread, some ketchup, hot dog. You're eating a hot dog, basically, is what you're doing with cheese. Yeah. It's just on a piece of Wonder Bread. It's you- not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. No, it is not. As a pizza, okay? <laughs> uh, would you trust your husband to be the one taking birth control? This was back before, obviously, you decided to have children. Yeah. Or is um, that something you want control over? You're going to take the pills. If he really wanted to, okay. I guess. I don't know. I would have many questions. See, it's funny because people joke about that. They have been for years. Ha ha. Just wait until you can take the pill. Then you can take your pill every day. I've actually had that conversation with people or, or overheard it had. And it's funny because women used to sort of taunt men with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the pill. Soon, it'll be the guy's problem. And let's see if you remember to take the pill every day at the same time and blah, 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 blah. Well, we're here. It has gone through the testing process and they are about to apply for formal government approval to make it available over the counter, a weight loss pill for men. They say vasectomy reversal surgery is expensive and not always successful. And there are complications Uh, far more complications that could come from a woman having a surgery like that. They also point out that the female pill uses hormones to disrupt the menstrual cycle. And that's not helpful either. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that the guy takes it. 
The side effects they've listed before they go and request FDA approval. Guys, if you opt to take the male birth control pill, you can expect weight gain, depression, increased levels of a cholesterol known as low-density lipoprotein, and that could increase your risk of heart disease. Is that it, though? That's it. Like the the page of side effects for the woman's pill it's is insane. like a fucking dictionary. Well, I couldn't. I had to. I stopped taking it when I was young. I took it for a very short time. It gave me severe migraines. Uh, I find it really dangerous, and I really again. This is just my experience with it because I know some people take it and have taken it for years, and they've got no issues with it. No, not for me. I don't like it. I would probably that would be the last thing I'd suggest to my young girls when they're at that stage when they want to be be on it in some form or another the pill is the last thing i do it really fucks up your body not a fan of it and it's always women taking the hit which is why i do like the thought of a male contraceptive however it's amazing how many people wouldn't like i mean you ask the question and that's the question i see the most is do you actually trust your your man to take that pill because I can't even trust him to remember to do this. And I can't do this. And da, 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 da. And maybe there is a difference there. Maybe not. He can't even take out the garbage every week. But I've heard it all. Yeah. I almost wish that like, okay, this is an option for people. And that's great. And maybe you set an alarm like a lot of people do in their life to take pills. And you, you it works for you. Maybe one day this will be more of the norm. But I feel like there's, there's more we should be able to do this, than this. They say when it was administered orally to male mice for four weeks, YCT529, that's the drug name, drastically reduced sperm counts and was 99% effective in preventing pregnancy in mating mice trials. Who's the scientist that has to milk the sperm out of a rat? Mm. That sounds awful. What did you do today? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Jerked off a mouse. (laughs) Four to six weeks after they were taken off the drug, the mice could once again sire pups. So they say it works and they're going to apply to have this be a thing. How's your day today? Oh, little cheese ball had quite the load. It was a good, it was a good day. Got a lot of samples. <laughs> Big load day. It's like a drop. It's like a little droplet. But that's somebody's job is to fucking jerk off the mouse. <laughs> Do they jerk them off or like, does it just like, yeah, you get right behind them and just fucking pull. No, I don't know how they get the sperm in. You act like you're a giant squishing them and then they get off. It's incredible. It's so fucked up. Some people's jobs are, I could talk about those oh, all day. Incredible. What do you got going on this weekend? Um, uh, not to, I gotta go actually head near in your direction in, uh, Oakville at some point. So a couple of things there. Otherwise, pretty chill it'll be a chill weekend but the weather shit i actually really wanted to go and do like the downtown toronto touristy thing with my girls i've been dying to do a ripley's and everything else but i'm not doing it with this weather it's not happening i gotta save it for a better weather weekend makes sense uh one thing that i do want to mention is for those who don't know i work for the toronto rock toronto's professional lacrosse team and if you've never been to a lacrosse game chances are you've already written that off in your head as something you'll never do It's a good night out, and the team is playing in Hamilton this year, and this season, sorry, this game in particular, Mm -hmm. the one that's playing tomorrow, a couple notes about that. It's a five o'clock start, not just because it's kids' night. It's a five o'clock start to accommodate TSN, who does the broadcast, and uh, all the sports can't be played at once. So we got the bump. We're playing tomorrow, five o'clock, first Ontario Center in Hamilton. Kids, Kids game. So that means if you buy an adult ticket, you can get a kid's ticket for free. An hour before the game, 
They open up the bar and do happy hour. $5 beers, $5 mixed drinks before the game. Come on, kid. We're going. <laughs> they do that for every game. But yes, you can go. Well, maybe you don't have a kid to bring. That's fine. Just go and get loaded at the bar. No problem. $5 drinks is better than most of the bars around there. Then on top of that, there's a couple of players who can break some all-time league records tomorrow. It's going to be a fun game. Good. Toronto versus Georgia. First Ontario Center in Hamilton, and everything there is cheaper. When we were at Scotiabank Arena, it was just like going to a Leafs or Raptors game. Everything cost a fortune. I'm amazed in Hamilton. I mean, you would never get $5 drinks at Scotiabank Arena, ever. Well, parking's better, too. Yeah, actually, you know what? Just last week, for the game last week, they raised the price up for parking. Did they? Yeah. Oh, here it is. I had to pay $10 to park. But you know, it was like, double. That, that's nothing. See what I mean? And you're closer. Yeah. Like, you don't have to walk like nine blocks. That's the one thing. And I love I love going to events downtown when they're good events. When I, they're events I'm looking forward to, it's absolutely worth it. it. Again, good weather. See, I'm very strict with it. It's got to be good weather. I'm no problem walking in good weather. But... It, it makes such a difference, too, when you can enjoy. It's a family fun night. It's good. I've been to several uh, rock games before. And I would I would definitely let people know if you've got a family you want to take out. It's always like a lack of things to do, especially in this weather. That's a great spot. It's a great time. There's a lot of fun in between games. Are you doing the hosting thing in between the games still? Yeah. We're in yeah. between the... Yeah, okay, good, So, good, good. yeah, uh, tomorrow they've got kids with me for every segment I do. Lovely. Are they, like, helping you? Or do they have, like, a little shadow? Yeah, they're my shadow, and they're going to be helping me. So, like, when I show off, hey, here's the new Steel City jerseys. Check them out. They're available at the team shop. I'll have little kids that'll be helping me show them off on the Jumbotron. That's cute. So, that's fine. Uh, it's going to be good, and it's also bobblehead night. Challen Rogers bobblehead night. Uh, first 5,000 fans get one. Tomorrow, Saturday, first Ontario. Center in Hamilton. It is a five o'clock start. And on that, we will say thanks for listening to this episode of After Nine. Dave was going to be here. He was yeah. actually connected and ready to chat. It was just a tech issue that yeah. it was just looping back on him and we couldn't figure out why. And uh, we are going to attempt to get him on next week before he takes off for his little screwing around oh in my Vegas. God, I'm so jealous. We're going to talk a little bit about Las Vegas because this is Dave's never been. Dave's what? never been. He's driven. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's driven through it, but he's never actually stopped and stayed in Vegas. So I was going over all of these uh, notes. I'm curious to see if he, because oh, he asked me for some for some help. So I'm curious to see if he plans to do any of the things I told him you got to do. But my main my main rule for if you're going to Vegas is go with the flow. If you see something you think is cool, even if you had a plan to maybe go check out like a Bellagio fountain, like drop that and go see what's cool. So anyway, I'm curious to see what he and his wife are uh, are planning to do when they're there. We'll t- chat with him about that, but he should be on with us on, on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be safe. Please do not drink and drive, and we will catch you right back here Monday. Have a good weekend, y'all. CEOs of every major U.S. airline called on President Biden to drop the federal mask mandate. Each airline actually released its own statement about it. Uh, take a look. American Airlines said, we've complied with the mask mandate long enough. United said, it's time for a return to normalcy. Spirit Airlines said, wait, there was a mask mandate? (laughs) Due to a shortage of ingredients, General Mills is struggling to supply grocery stores with Totino's pizza rolls and Pillsbury cookie dough. Honestly, when I heard there was a TP shortage, I wasn't thinking Totino's pizza. (laughs) Uber has reached a deal to list all New York City taxis on its app. And this makes sense. They hashed out the deal by screaming at each other through open car windows. You 
the After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.